What is being done to prevent feral rabbit populations from growing and growing much larger than they should? One Animal Rescue Society is raising some concerns about this and actually addressed Vancouver City Council on Tuesday this week to talk more about the issues. And joining me to talk more about this is Sorel Sedman, founder of the Rabbitats Rabbit Rescue. Sorel, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know we've talked about this in the past, and certainly there are parts of Vancouver uh, where people can go. I know Jericho Beach is one where you'll often see rabbits, uh, other parts of the city as well. Where, though, are you seeing these feral rabbit populations and the concerns of these populations getting just way too big? As far as I know, we've only seen the large colonies at Jericho Beach and in that area. Uh, Any other rabbits um, that are reported to our abandonedrabbits.com site, normally the rescues will go and pick them up. They're, they're single rabbits. But once the rescues stop picking them up, which is happening now because they're, we're all full, um, the FPCA and Vancouver Animal Services uh, also can't take in stray rabbits. So all, all it takes is just not being able to pick up two rabbits in another area. We're seeing some in South Vancouver, uh, East Vancouver, you know, that sort of thing. And um, it, it really doesn't take much. It's just one, one breeder that has leftover bunnies from, from uh, uh, the COVID breeding era it can dump a whole litter in an area and you can have, you can go from, five to 40 in a month. Hmm. And you mentioned, so a lot of the rescues are full and, and are unable to bring more rabbits in or they're at capacity. Is that kind of, is that normal for this time of year or is that something new? This is new. There used to be three rescues that uh, handled, handled the Vancouver area and one of them uh, just shut down and uh, their founder unfortunately passed away and they have ceased operations completely and that has left um, us and uh, the Vancouver Rabbit Rescue and Advocacy Group and um, they're at capacity they don't actually have a physical shelter so everything has to be uh, done through foster care so yeah we're we're all really stretched thin and this is this is recent. The, the post-COVID dumps have been coming in in the last three, three or four months at most. So this is definitely a, a, a new landscape for the, the bunnies. And, and what can be done then at this point then to, to stop this from becoming a bigger problem? I know you've talked a lot in the past and part of your presentation was about prevention. But if things are already at this stage, how would that work? At this point, um, it, it really has to be the the city animal control policy to pick up any stray rabbits. The chances of of those rabbits not being spayed and neutered and out in the environment is uh, pretty much pretty much a given. So they they have to pick them up before they have a chance to breed. The rabbits are actually also riding in the undercarriages of cars. So they'll be coming from an area like Richmond, which is totally overwhelmed with rabbits, and they'll have like young young uh, bunnies that are actually living in the undercarriage, and, and they get used to that, and they'll jump into the 
into the car and, and poof, here they are in Vancouver. Those rabbits have to be picked up. And the other issue is owner surrenders, people who can't keep their rabbits for whatever reasons, um, housing crisis, uh, allergies. They have to have a place for those rabbits to go. Otherwise, they're going to dump them in the park. You can put up all the signs you want saying, you know, don't dump your rabbit. But, you know, what else are they supposed to do? They have to have an intake mechanism for these bunnies. And it's also, I understand as well, and maybe not in Vancouver as much, like you said, Jericho Beach, we see a lot, but but not so much in other areas, but in other places like Delta and Richmond and other cities, they've actually caused a lot of damage. Yeah, uh, Delta actually solved their rabbit problems when they were, I think, somewhere around, uh, you know, just a few hundred rabbits. But before they did, they had um, uh, rabbits around City Hall that they estimated uh, $350,000 in, in damage to the grounds and, and they, they burrow under structures. These are European rabbits, uh, which means that they are burrowers. And that does cause an, uh, a lot of extra damage that you don't see from the native rabbits. And there was also other areas in Delta that were having um, quite severe problems. So um, it's a lot cheaper to look at it when there's two rabbits rather than when there's two, 200. <laughs> I, I would imagine. Um, when you mentioned, too, that the burrowing rabbits, the ones that cause damage, are, are the European rabbits. Can you tell the difference just by looking at them? Oh, yes. Um, for the most part, uh, any, any rabbit that isn't a, a, a brown, a goody rabbit is going to be a European rabbit. Uh, some European rabbits can be that color, but for the most part, they're, um, they're all varieties of colors, black, white, gray, um, you know, blonde. But the, um, the native um, and the um, uh, eastern cottontails that aren't technically native, but they're still here, are all little brown rabbits. Okay, and uh, under the, the the Wildlife Act, from what I understand too, then then these these rabbits are considered feral. Uh, they can be hunted or trapped. I know some municipalities have brought in or have at least proposed culling, which is always a bit controversial. Uh, but what are your thoughts on using those types of means to try and control these populations? Yeah, uh, it uh, it doesn't really work. They've tried culling in. Um Canmore, Alberta, uh, they spend something like uh, $50,000, $60,000 at least a year on, on rabbit control. But it has to be done methodically. You can't just cherry pick rabbits. You have to take a, a grid and take every rabbit out of that, out of that area. We, we took um, hundreds of rabbits out of the Richmond Auto Mall. And they said, uh, well, if you can't get those last six, it's okay because people like seeing the rabbits. And, okay, we left six out there, and, and the next year there was 60. Right. So you, you can't leave any. <laughs> that. Uh, so at this point, I know, again, you made this this presentation to, to Vancouver Council. Uh, what do cities then, and not just Vancouver, but what do you think cities need to do at this point when you, when you say, like you said, the, the shelters are full, we've lost one, there aren't organizations that are able to go pick them up? What, what is the best approach at this point? They have to uh, provide resources to the city shelters to increase rabbit capacities. Uh, 
New Westminster has actually done a good job of of, um, spay neuter programs. They have to include rabbits in the sterilization programs. And um, they just have to be really diligent on not allowing the rabbits to be out in the environment. It would be lovely if they could provide resources to rescues to actually start sanctuaries. We're a sanctuary-based rescue, and, and you can hold a lot of rabbits in, you know, in a big barn or you know, build an enclosure in a, in a field. And um, that, as long as they're a resource to do sterilization, those rabbits can live out their lives very, very happily. And for people as well that, like you said, the the perhaps people that got rabbits during COVID or for whatever reason no longer want those rabbits, is it educating as well that dumping them in a park somewhere isn't a good idea? The education is always good, except that if there's no alternative, you can you know lecture, you can shame, uh, do whatever you want, but what else are they supposed to do with the rabbit? The only alternative is to take the rabbit to the vet for euthanization, and almost nobody is going to do that. So it really has to be uh, resourced at the at the municipal shelter level. The municipal shelters can uh, turn rabbits over to to rescues if if the rescues get a bit more support. But it really is important to to do it when there's only two rabbits. <laughs> That's the key. Right. Um, all right. Well, we'll leave it there. But I understand that you do have an event coming up as well, Sorrel, that's kind of an educational and awareness event. Do you want to let people know where and when that's happening? Yes. Actually, if people want a bunny fix, instead of going out and buying one from a breeder or a pet store, they can come and do a meet and treat at the uh, Scottish Cultural Centre, which is in South Vancouver, um, Saturday, uh, we're doing it a week before Easter this time, just to make sure everybody is very aware of the Easter problem, and they can um, come and feed bunnies uh, from uh, noon till four, and they can uh, interact with them, and they can see all kinds of materials and buy all kinds of little bunny trinkets and crafts and support the rescue. All right. Well, that's uh, happening again uh, Saturday uh, at the Scottish Cultural Centre. We will leave it there, Sorrel. Thanks so much, though, for joining us uh, and letting us know about these uh, issues and what your group is hoping for. Yes, thanks so much for the support.